Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Again, welcome everyone to the show. If it's your first time uh, tuning in, this is our uh, first show of the month, believe it or not. Um, and uh, I'm going to read my uh, my column shortly, and that's going to be the primary subject of our show today. Uh, I will be able to take some call-ins uh, about 20, 25 minutes into the show for the last uh, 15, 20 minutes of the show. Uh, but for now, we're going to kind of stay on on, on subject. Anyway, again, I'm Jim Ventura. Uh, I am a professional astrologer, a numerologist. I work with tarot, runestones, animal cards, a whole bunch of different types of oracles. And I've done this for many years now. I do have a uh, home consultation business. I like to call it navigational consultations. Uh, we don't work as hard on the prediction element, even though that does surface certainly in, in card readings and things. But is isn't really the primary kind of directive that we work with in sessions. Sessions are really kind of more a, a dual empowerment session to kind of see where things are heading and how to steer those courses as as ha- functionally as we possibly can uh, and in the most positive way. So I do have a home office uh, here in Phoenix, and I also do phone consultations. So anybody who's interested in a private session can email me at venturesage at yahoo.com and get some info on doing that. I also have updated my uh, website. It is now uh, even easier. It used to be VenturaWords at Mac.com. Now I'm actually uh, JimVentura.com. I don't know if it gets any easier than that. Uh, but uh, I did have a, a you know web upgrade, so you can check out some info there. I am a published author. Uh, I've published two books so far, uh, Dirty Little Secrets by Jim Ventura and, of course, Snake Oil Volume 1 which is about first three or four years of my original collected columns that I do every month. Uh, by the way, uh, if you are, uh, if you'd like to get my column, uh, you know, just email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com, and uh, you can get it added to the free mailing list. It's a monthly column. Your your email is never ever given uh, to anyone else. It's blind copied out, and uh, people who get my column, of course, a bit getting into getting to read my books before they're published as well as uh, getting discounts on sessions and all other kinds of good stuff. Uh, anyway, so I've been doing the column for a number of years now. I am primarily a writer, one of my uh, favorite things to do. And I've got some other things in the works that, I, that I'll that i talk about on the show a little bit. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get into more info on all of that in a, in a little bit. Uh, so, anyway, uh, this is our... Uh, live read of my my monthly column, so I'm going to get to that in a minute. I uh, next week's show, by the way, let me mention that to you guys. I will be here uh, and doing the our astrology show. We'll be talking about Saturn and Saturn to move into Scorpio in October. So that will be a cool show to check out. And of course, I'll be able to open the phone lines up a little bit earlier for that show because that's also a listener's uh, question show. I'd say we will get to about 15 minutes, 20 minutes at the end of the show for, for some live calls. But uh, next week's show, we'll have more time for that as well. Anyway, so again, uh, I do do a monthly column. It is called Snake Oil. Uh, if, you're, if you're new to this, you can you can probably catch the tongue-in-cheek uh, per, uh, where I came up with that, that terminology from for, for a good reason. Uh, when you get accused of being a snake oil salesman, often enough you kind of go with the flow of things. And uh, I am incidentally always trying to uh, prioritize uh, being able to use humor as a healing tool and to laugh at ourselves as well. So to read uh, this month's column in case you haven't actually gotten it, 
and uh, then we'll talk a bit about this um, this subject. I think this is a, a really helpful thing for people that are, are metaphysical to know, uh, certainly uh, people in any type of healing field, uh, massage therapists, uh, psychologists, uh, anyone that, you know, works with others uh, can, can really benefit by hearing, uh, I think, the subject that we're talking about today. So let me read that, then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, okay, so this month's column is called Nature Fix, and it is actually one of the snake charms, as I call them, uh, that I do. Uh, I did actually seven of them, nine of them, in my last book, and this is one of the second I've done. This will go in, the, in, in Snake Oil Volume 2 also. And this uh, month's snake charm is called Nature Fix. When I first started doing readings professionally, I found that from time to time I would get clients that were going through some really painful struggles in their lives. Sometimes they were even in extreme crisis. Part of being able to read for someone is to temporarily con connect with them energetically and allow yourself to feel what they're going through. Even after the clients who were in tremendous pain left, I would sometimes have trouble sleeping, feel emotionally drained, depressed, or even a little sick. I wasn't able to quickly shake the uncomfortable energy I picked up. I knew how to do clearing techniques and meditations to become balanced again, but this was often time-consuming and not always easy to do between sessions. Many people who get involved in this and similar fields encounter problems with absorbing negative energy. I needed an easier solution to discharge the extremely difficult energy I would sometimes pick up from the people in my work and even in my personal life. Early on in my counseling career, a solution found its way to me. I was living in an apartment complex and had my first home office. The property next door was horse property and some farmlands. It seemed that the owner sold some of the property and they were developing part of it to be made into another apartment complex. They'd plow the land, leaving large fields of dirt to the west of my place. The practice completion was delayed for almost a year. During that time, I began to go outside after some of my sessions and just sit or simply put my hands or feet in the abundant soil. It felt really good, and I could feel the earth quickly absorbing the toxins I had brought in. Sometimes I did this to let go of clients' energy. Sometimes it was my own 20-something anguish. In either case, it would only take a few minutes for me to feel completely cleared when I did this. It seemed that the soil itself was a powerful healing agent. I also discovered that another effective way to clear negative energy was a simple process of sitting in, touching, or even embracing trees. The solid, thick, old, larger trees seemed to be the most healing. I did this almost every night for weeks when I was going through a painful, long-term relationship breakup. I stumbled upon a tree that was shaped in a way that I could sit cradled at its base. I shed quite a few tears in that tree during a particularly emotional period in my life. I always felt supported, safe, and more stable each time I did this. Trees have their own form of consciousness, and their strong roots and stable energy can be tremendously powerful in absorbing emotional pain. Trees, soil, and plants can receive negative energy and use it as a form of fertilizer. This can be valuable to them. Fortunately, our emotional and energetic angst doesn't hurt them. They're able to transform painful emotion and negative human energy. Even if you live in a city and can't easily access trees or plants in your own garden, you can plant flowers in small pots. Make sure that they have a drainage hole at the bottom, though, 
or even simply keep a bag of potting soil around. Going to a plant nursery and walking around can be extremely effective. This is a powerful form of clearing and also a kind of meditation. We all go through times when we are emotionally upset or our friends, family, or clients that are energetically out of balance. The simple act of putting your hands in soil or asking a tree to absorb your toxins or sadness is an inexpensive, even free way to restore emotional harmony. Okay, so that is my uh, that was my uh, that was my column for the month, and uh, kind of a short one. And I like to keep the the snake charms that I do a little bit more on the on the short side, kind of packing uh, punch and point. Uh, again, I've done about uh, nine of those in my my first book, and uh, and I've got I've got you know it's one of the things that I, that I found from having been in, in the metaphysical field for God now, we're, we're pushing toward, believe it or not, like 30 years, because I started really studying metaphysics at about 17 or 18. And uh, just, I, I was, I guess I was very lucky. I, I came upon it really, really early. And, and the way my mind works is I always sort of say I'm like a, you know, I'm like a card catalog in my brain. I do have a, a very strong ability to, remember a lot of things and absorb a lot of information, uh, you know, kind of a scholar in that sense. And um, I have enough Virgo in my chart to make me really anal and meticulous about, you know, perfecting things. Even though I'm not a Virgo, I'm a Sagittarius. So a big, big old conjunction of Virgo in the chart. So, uh, you know, I started with this really, really early. And I guess it was probably, you know, even about five years ago or so that it really began to dawn on me about how much information I actually had. Um, you know, one of the things I, I love to remind people of is you don't have to struggle or suffer with with pain and difficulty in almost any area. I mean, you know, other than like, I mean, if you lose an arm or a leg, you're not going to realistically grow one back. Uh, but uh, so many things can be healed or cured. There are so many, you know, excellent forms of therapies and things uh, that we can do that will fix, heal, repair. You know, I, years ago I had a car accident. I worked with a rolfer. I mean, that, that just saved me in many ways. If you know what rolfing is, it's kind of working with moving the myofacial tissue under the body. Um, I've written about acupuncture, another really excellent source of healing and uh, moving energy through. And, and, and in the most practical way, this isn't an obscure thing, guys. This is like, you know, uh, I've used it for... Uh, allergies, for, for flus, for back issues. Years ago, I even used acupuncture for um, to move kidney stones through. You know, I, I talk to people that have a kidney stones. Again, I'm not telling you not to use professional medicine. That may be the right road for you. But uh, I certainly didn't have medical coverage or couldn't afford it. And uh, me moving uh, kidney stones through uh, ran me about $120 out of pocket for the acupuncturist who worked on me and did Chinese herbology on me. So, I don't know, man. I would say there's a lot, a lot of things that are, are very healing. Um, you know, let me throw this out there as well, and then we'll talk a bit about this subject in some more detail. But uh, also, if you're catching the show either live or in the archive, uh, this month I am doing a special. Uh, you can get your astrology chart done and interpreted, including your basic chart, as well as a look into your current transits and things that are coming up for you in the next year or so. Uh, for a discount this month, uh, if you if you contact me um, and you tell me you, you heard the radio show, 
Uh, we can set you up with an appointment. And that can be done by phone or in person, by the way, so it doesn't matter if you don't live in Arizona, uh, for $20 off my normal prices. So if you go to uh, jimventura.com, you can catch my price list and things, and, and you can email me and, and set up an appointment if you're interested in doing that. Uh, it's just for August of 2012, the discount, guys, 20 bucks off my normal prices. Uh, if you catch this toward the end, and you can't get in until September. If you purchase a gift certificate for it at that price, uh, I'm cool with that. I'll still give you the discount, and the gift certificate is good for a year. So I'll, I'll let people buy up to three of those, two for friends and family. Um, anyway, so you know, I mentioned that also because, again, knowing your astrology, understanding astrology is incredibly helpful. Uh, when you, when you, you understand your own astrology, of course, that's tremendously beneficial uh, to, to the self as an individual, uh, you understand your strengths, your weaknesses, your struggles, your inclinations, and, and gifts and abilities, too, even more clearly. But also, it's an awesome thing for uh, understanding, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone, not only can you have an astrology chart done so that you understand the person you're, you're uh, you know, emotionally, intimately involved with, but um, you can also do composite charts, a relationship chart, which is kind of an interesting way of... Uh, of being able to find out really the strengths and weaknesses within the relationship itself. In other words, uh, we will have, uh, you know, we will have have things we work on when we're in a relationship with someone. We'll have strengths, we'll have weaknesses. Uh, You know, years ago I have a very good friend of mine who um, had a chart done, an astrology chart done with her and her husband, and it really showed there was a lot of eighth house activity in the relationship which meant issues of shared money and resources and finances. And, yeah, that became a huge issue in, in their relationship. I also have a good friend of mine who, when he married, I, I had done his chart uh, with his uh, fiance, And one, one of the negatives I saw was that they had a sixth house in the chart. Unfortunately, relationship, that has to do with fixing, healing, work, service, unequal relationships, and even, again, healing of health and body. And... Um, that could be a little bit of a strain on a relationship. You know, no no surprise, lo and behold, a couple of years later, um, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, cancer, and, and that was a big thing for a couple of years of her being there for him physically, you know, emotionally. Uh, you know, it was a tough period. You know, the good news is it healed. Uh, he's in, in complete remission. In fact, I'm going to definitely be doing a cancer show uh, within the next year as well. So I do want to talk about that subject a bit. A lot of people have gone through that. But anyway, let's get back on, on, on subject here. Uh, again, welcome everyone to the show. Uh, if, you're, if you're just tuning in, uh, I did a live column read. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and I will open up the phone lines uh, in about 10 or 15 minutes also if you want to comment on what we're talking about, if you have any type of question, or even if you want me to just pull a quick card or something for you. Uh, I can't really get into really elaborate Readings, of course, on air, but I can do a five-minute mini to pull a tarot or runestone or animal card for you if you have a quick question. You want to see what kind of energy comes up around it, we'll be able to do that for the end of the show. So, anyway, welcome to the show again if you're, if you're catching me live or if you're listening to me in the archives. So, what we've been talking about today is healing modalities. In other words, uh, you know, I had read the column piece. I was talking a bit about how, for me... I had um, early on in my career as a, as a counselor, you know, one of the things that you, you do when you work with people, you know, in this fashion is, you know, you're, you're using your empathy, your ability to connect with them. I mean, I've had in sessions where someone had an illness, I could feel it in my body. 
I mean, the good news is I don't take it permanently by any means, but I could feel it energetically that there were problems in their back, or you know, that's one of the things that you do when when you when you work with someone in an effective way. Uh, you of course are able to kind of absorb and feel their energy. You know, the problem is when you do this type of work, and again, I had said this before. If you're a massage therapist, if you do Reiki, if you do any type of work, even as a nurse or a therapist in any format you do often kind of have that that reality of of picking up people's energy. Now, even at a personal level, you know, we've all gone through this too, where you've got friends or family that are just going through hell, you know, probably more so in the last couple of years uh, with the the difficult uh, economic issues and and, and crappy astrology that we stepped into in 2008, uh, which has gotten somewhat better. but uh, you know what it's like when you when you have that 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 person that you know that you really care about, but they just drain you energetically. You know, years ago we, we would use the term psychic vampire for people that were really 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 difficult. And uh, you know, luckily for me, uh, you know, I, I've been I've been doing navigational consultation and, and counseling for a lot of years. I'm not really affected anymore. Um, by by people going through difficulty. And then I also want to say that, you know, 98% of the clients that I work with are awesome. In other words, I don't really run across people that are necessarily always going through tremendous emotional, psychological difficulty. And when I do, it's cool. I can handle it. Um, And I had talked about that a bit in the column. One of the things I had found was uh, when I was doing this early on in my mid-20s, I had found that putting your hands in dirt, like actual soil, seemed to be like this really bizarre, quick way of kind of releasing toxic emotional, you know, and psychological energy that you had picked up. Um, Like, you know, even like a bag of potting soil seems to do this for some reason. Uh, This is why a lot of people who garden understand the therapy of gardening. There's something about moving your hands through dirt and flowers and plants and working that way that is really, really peaceful. I also mentioned in the piece that, like, if you go to, like, a nursery, uh, you know, like a plant nursery, uh, there's a great one here in, in Phoenix. Uh, I can't think of the name of it now. It's not really far from me. But it, it is. It's like walking around in, like, the the monk meditation gardens. It's awesome, <laughs> the energy of it. I can't imagine me walking around there not feeling happy, not just because of the beauty, but it's just the energy of the plants themselves and what they're able to absorb up from us as human beings. So there's a lot of ways to kind of fix guys. And I, I mentioned this also because, you know, this is, these are the type of fixes that don't cost anything. You know, a bag of soil uh, isn't going to cost you very much money. You know, even if you're planting flowers and things, it's not really an expensive proposition. You know, the other thing I had mentioned is trees. And, you know, we can we can get into that funny joke about telling someone to go hug a tree. Uh, but uh, there's some wisdom in, in hugging a tree. If you uh, trees are, you know, when you're going to remember this, you know, trees have their own form of consciousness too. We, we tend to think of, of human beings and, and animals in their own ways. It is really a thinking uh, property. But uh, so do plants, and so do trees. Um, trees often, you know, especially these big older trees. Some of them are very, very old and, and very, very wise in that sense. Um, there's something about the rootedness of the thick roots of a tree and the energy of it that is really very healing. You could lay in a tree or sit up against a tree, and you'll often find that that, that is very um, that will really fix you or repair you at some level. You can ask the tree 
to take the negative energy, the emotional energy that you're going through. Uh, you know, you might find yourself crying. You might find yourself releasing. But know that you're not hurting the tree. You know, it, it can handle it. Uh, you know, it, again, the, the, the feed of, of, of human energy that comes off of us to some extent for them, again, it's like a form of fertilizer. It's kind of fascinating to them in that sense. It's something very supportive that way. You know, I remember um, many, many years ago, one of the first uh, authors that I had studied and worked with was uh, Jane Roberts. And I, I still highly recommend um, the, the Seth material that, that Jane produced. She would channel an entity named Seth. It sounded kooky when I first got into it. But then when you read the material, it's so freaking good that, you know, you'd have to have your head examined if you couldn't, uh, if this was not completely life-changing in, in perception. But uh, her most popular books are Seth Speaks, The Nature of Personal Reality, The Nature of the Psyche, Unknown Reality, uh, these channel books. But uh, Seth or Jane had talked a bit about how early man used to, like one of the reasons we still have a vestige of doing this is, you know, like when you go on a picnic or something and, and you know, you almost look, to some extent there's a part of us that looks for a tree. Um, Seth had talked about how you know, earlier man in our development would, uh, you know, like a mother with her children would sit and maybe even fall asleep under a tree. And then in the sleep state, she would merge her consciousness with the tree and from the tree's perspective, be able to keep an eye and watch her children. And that's just awesome and and totally resonated with me when I heard it. I mean, something had clicked in my head about that. In fact, uh, there's a great book called The Nature of the Psyche, again, by Jane Roberts, which Seth had channeled, and uh, he, he talks a bit about how even our early language was more like a person wouldn't say, I saw a stream. They'd say, I merged my consciousness with the consciousness of the stream, and then my stream self observed uh, and felt the feeling of the water moving. So uh, I think there was a lot more uh, you know, telepathy, a lot more of that energy that operated with us earlier on. You know, it still certainly does. We still have telepathy. Anybody who knows this, uh, who has a close sibling, twins, or a close sibling, or really close friends, or even sometimes with intimate relationships where you kind of begin to almost hear each other's thoughts at some level, uh, you know, this is a reality. We still do operate this way. It is still, you know, telepathy actually is part of the basis of why we have uh, language and really in many ways how it necessarily operates. In fact, another thing I would recommend, I'm going out on a tangent here for you guys, but a great series of books that came out years ago by um, Robert A. Monroe, who was a very famous um, out-of-body dude. That was his thing. He was able to get out, go out-of-body and uh, come back in and remember in tremendous detail what had happened. Uh, he talked about how when he'd be out-of-body and he would talk to people that were deceased or who were not in the physical the way that they communicated was not through verbal, uh, through, through verbal speech. He, he talked about the way that you would communicate when you're out of body is you'd almost sort of roll up an idea or an image. You, you take, like, say if you wanted to explain what your family life was like, you take all of your thoughts around that and you'd roll it up and almost throw a ball to them of this energy and then the person would unravel that ball and then experience what you had experienced so that they would understand what you had gone through. <laughs> and I remember when I read that, I was like, man, that, you know, I have had a few out-of-body experiences myself that I have remembered, not a lot, but I have had a number throughout my life. And uh, that's what it's like. It isn't. It's not regular communication. 
it's almost like an exchange of information in that sense that is 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 translated uh experientially. So very cool stuff. Uh the book his famous books, Robert A. Monroe, if you want to check out these books. These were actually written in the sixties and the seventies, but I know they're still in print. Uh the famous one was Journeys Out of the Body. And uh and then I think the second book was called Far Journeys, and that's where I had learned about this kind of balloon of energy that you throw at someone and they unravel. But uh but yes, telepathy definitely is an operating force there. And uh yeah, it, it's really cool to work with trees in that respect. Um let me uh say hello to Demi Fox. Uh good to see you. Uh thank you for the happy wave in the chat room. I, I say it out loud because a lot of people will catch my show on archive and uh they'll have no idea what we're talking about about the chat room. Uh welcome Carrie Phillips as well. Thanks for joining me today. Uh I'm actually going to open up the phone lines in a few minutes here if anybody wants to call in and has a question or comments. Uh, but what we're talking about today has been, you know, healing modalities to deal with negative emotional, psychological, and physical energy that we pull in from people. Uh, and, and, yes, a, a lot of us deal with this. Again, you don't have to be in a metaphysical profession or a massage therapist or any of those other things to, to know what it's like to... Um, you know, to to deal with with toxic energy when it when it sometimes comes our way, it can be hard on us. Uh, I'm lucky. You know, I'm 47 years old, and I I gotta tell you guys, one of the gifts of being older is is healthy detachment. Um, I could take difficult energy in, and it's like nothing to me. In fact, it's very funny because I I go to um, Vegas about six or seven times a year. And I'm often told by people that they're amazed that I'm able to go to a place like that with all that quote-unquote negative energy. And uh, it does not bother me at all. One, I don't see it as all negative energy. There's also a lot of happy, playful, joyous energy going on there. But yes, you know, you see people dropping thousands of dollars of money that they don't have in slot machines and being idiots and uh, <laughs> and drinking too much and, and all of those things uh and the contrast between the wealthy and the poor is very noticeable and, and all that good stuff. But um, I don't, I don't know, I don't take in negative energy that way. I, you know, I mean, I, I tend to kind of see the positives and the negative kind of flows through me. And, and again, I, I think that has a lot to do with my, uh, my work with uh, learning modalities and techniques for releasing difficult or toxic energy. In the piece I wrote, we've been talking about, uh, you know, soil. And, and working with plants in that way, uh, also of course trees. You know, hugging a tree, laying next to a tree, allowing that to absorb your energy. Most animal people know this too. That when you have, you know, a dog or a cat, or you have pets, you tend to be healthier. That's also because our animals and our pets will often absorb a lot of our emotional toxins or energies. You know, on the negative side, sometimes that's why they get sick. Uh, on the positive side, they're often able to move that energy through in a way that is easier for them. And also keep in mind that even if, uh, you know, an animal does get sick or pick up something uh, from, from absorbing difficult emotional energy from its owner, you know, guys, really, you're just going to remember this when it comes to having dogs and cats and pets. If you love an animal and you take care of it, even if you only had eight years with that animal or if it goes full life and lives to 15 or 16 or so, and you loved it and you took care of it, you better believe that they would rather have three, four years with someone who loved them and adored them, even if it got them sick, 
than spend uh, you know, lifetime out on the street or in a family that doesn't love them or doesn't take care of them. So don't beat yourself up if you have a pet that has absorbed up some, some difficult emotional energy. In fact, on a totally different side note, uh, in, in September I'm going to be talking to a woman who, who her, the work that she does, she communicates with animal consciousness so you can take your pets to her and she can, you know, it's a Dr. Doolittle syndrome. She can talk to your animals and find out what's going on with them, the messages that they have. Um, and uh, I'm actually be doing an interview with her. You know, again, if you're, if you're on my mailing list, you'll get info about that when the specific date is. I think it's about mid-September that I'll be doing that show. So check that out as well. Well, that's it. We're always looking for different modalities and things to heal and to move energy through. Uh, I want to put the phone number up here. we got about 15 minutes, so I can probably take a call or two. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to discontinue talking about these different modalities that you can use uh, as healing pr- uh, principles. I'll maybe I'll talk a little bit about what decording is, because this is another important thing to learn how to do. Uh, anyway, but if you do want to call in, you got a quick question or comment, uh, you want me to just pull a quick card or something for you on a question, I can do that. Call the number here is 646-200-3966. Uh, I may be able to get one or two calls in, and uh, if not, uh, next week's show, we'll, we'll have more time for that as well. Again, the call number here is 646-200-3966. You might need to dial a 1 before that, and uh, again, I have to keep them kind of short, but uh, if you want to call in, feel free. Okay, so while we see if we have any callers in the last 15 minutes, uh, we'll talk a little bit about decording. Uh, this is another method that's really an awesome thing to learn. You know, when you're intimate with someone, uh, whether it's, uh, again, a relationship, uh, really close friends or families, we do this thing, it's almost instinctive. It's basically called courting. Now, anyone who's ever been a mother totally understands courting without anyone having to explain it to them. You know, courting to a child is a very, very important element. That's why you'll often find mothers, you know, you know, 99.9% of all mothers, of course, within the first like two years when you have a baby, it's very hard for you to even be away from that baby, uh, even though I'm sure there's times when you want to pull your hair out. But you still are very, very protective in a way that, that's very hard to, uh, <laughs> to, to pull, put a, pull, you know, to pull apart. And that's, that's going to be difficult for mothers to go out you know, and leave a baby behind uh, with a babysitter uh, for, for a lot of mothers because they, they feel uncomfortable. They, they're they so corded in to the child. So what courting is, is, you know, most of us are familiar with the chakras of the body. We have seven chakra centers in the body, um, you know, ranging from our base chakra to our um, to our crown chakra. There are actually more than seven chakras, by the way, guys. You have chakras in your hands and your feet. There are chakras above our our, our, um, our, our you know, or, or crown chakra as well. So I think there's technically 12 that would exist. But for all practical purposes, we'll talk about the seven existing within the body. So when you get intimate and when you get close to someone, what you're basically doing is you're courting them. And what it means is that often we link chakras uh, energetically with other people. Now, this is actually a positive thing because, let's say if we have a heart link from our heart chakra to someone else's heart chakra, so they're connected to us at the heart level. If they're going through emotional pain, even if we're not there, we may feel it. Um, uh, so there's, there's a trigger that way. Uh, a lot of people will, will power chakra cord or throat chakra cord. Uh, so these can be very beneficial because you kind of help each other when one needs more energy from another. It kind of is almost an energetic pass back and forth. But this is really done very kind of naturally and unconsciously you know, by all of us when we get close to somebody. 
Now, here's the problem, guys. When you break up in a relationship or you have difficulty with someone, often you're still courted. So you don't really realize that. That's why people will often say that even during a breakup, that they will feel things that others are still going through. Uh, You know, that's one of the reasons why it can be hard to to break uh, from a relationship because of that courting that still exists. So let me comment here. Uh, Demi Fox is writing in the chat room. That's interesting. I thought that that was the case with energetic connections. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Courting is is, is really done very, very natural with us. Again, the easiest example is is between mother-child, father-child, things of that nature, and uh, and it, it's just done really, really, really very naturally for us. And often, again, when we get in an intimate relationship or partnership, even with siblings and things like that, we, we do, we often cord. Uh, most cords are positive. The problem is when we go out of balance in a relationship with someone, often those cords are still there and we don't really, really know that. Um, so if you're angry at someone and you're corded in, that can cause us some concerns, some problems, and some difficulties. So that said, uh, yeah, uh, Demi Fox is saying in the chat room, so that gives another level to intimate relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's very, very instinctive um, saying whether they're long-term or short-term live exactly, especially long-term relationships where we are more inclined to cord longer. So let me tell you guys a technique that you can use. Uh, this is a very good thing to do when you are uh, around someone that's toxic or difficult or that you've broken up in a relationship, often it could be beneficial to to decord. And the way to do this is you just kind of do this in a visualization. You close your eyes, you meditate, and you allow yourself to see those connective cords that exist between you. Um, Don't worry that you don't have the skill to do this. Yes, you do, guys. You know, you you, you do. Uh, You know, I'll eventually do some CDs and things on this. I'm working on a lot of these different types of things to get these out of the market cheaply for people. But, you know, for now, if you imagine and visualize the cords connected with you in, in, in a meditation, you will eventually see them. And even if you can't see it, just, you know, there's a weird line between imagining something and, and really experiencing it. But, you know, in the visualization, you'll often kind of see what I call pink cords or gray or black cords. So usually pink cords are healthy cords. They mean uh, cords that kind of are nurturing and helpful. Black cords or gray cords can often feel like, you know, it could be any color that you find sort of negative or darker. will often feel like areas where you're having the life force sucked out of you at some level in a bad way. So, uh, and, and typically, you know, if you're in a happy place in a relationship with someone, you do this meditation, you'll probably see a lot more pink cords. But when we've broken up, when a relationship has come to an end or it's not working or it's not, you know, healthy for us anymore, if you do this visualization, all you got to do is see the cords and then just literally visualize yourself with a pair of scissors or shears and snipping them from yourself and lovingly giving the cord back to the person, sending it back, asking them to cord with someone else or to take their own energy back. You can do this, you know, with all seven chakras if you really want to pull away from someone uh, and, and it works, guys. Uh, you may find kind of a weird message or something from the person feeling that reaction that you cut them out. Um, and, and again, we're not talking about, you know, doing this to punish someone or to be mean. 
But really, you know, the reality is we always got to remember this. Not every relationship that we're in is meant to be for life. In fact, really, if you think about it, most of your relationships are not. Uh, We do have people that are lifers for us, but in a lot of cases we're not. Not every intimate marriage, partnership relationship is is meant to last for a lifetime. uh, and uh, and sometimes it can be kind of toxic. You know, I, I had a, it's a great example. If I had a client here uh, the other day, and she had just divorced, uh, hadn't even divorced. She had moved away from her husband back east. She was living in Arizona now, and she hadn't even really finalized a divorce or anything yet, but she was already dating, and when I'm not attacking her for that, she realized her marriage was not going to work. She was already dating, and she was really eager to find out in the reading when she was going to meet her next husband. Well, you know, this is amusing to me because you're not even out of the other one. You, you know, if even if you connect with someone when you're at that place, you're probably not going to find someone that's fully available. You know, plus she wasn't really ready. This is this is sort of baloney. She needed to date, you know, and play and have relationships. She needed to get married again. She's still married. You know, I mean, she hadn't even finished that. But uh I had mentioned this, too, about decoding. She didn't want to hear none of it. She just wanted to know when she was going to meet someone, when that was exactly going to happen, who it was. (laughs) You know, I get people like that once in a while. It's very, very cute to me uh, that they think that you can uh, really read in that way with such exactitude. But but that's what I had felt is that she, she was still so corded into her husband. One of the things that she had that was going on was she still, he was really a mess financially. She was the one that took care of the money and the finances. Not just earning it, like handing, paying the bills. So she was still paying the bills for him, and he was living back east. She was living in Arizona. She was still taking care of the bills and everything. i got to tell you guys, I can guarantee there was a courting in the first, second, third chakras that she still had with that spouse. So uh, at a very practical level, too, she had not really disconnected in that way. I mean, it's great that you're going to still pay his uh, phone bill and, and, and balance his checkbook, but... Really think about this. Can you imagine, you know, meeting someone and, and falling for them and finding out this was their structure, that it was still this intimately connected with a, a previous partner? I'd probably run, you know. <laughs> so uh, sometimes, you know, courting is really almost a necessity in that way. Again, not out of a meanness, out of kind of your own sense of self-protection. Uh, Demi Fox uh, writes, oh, very true. When I cut cords to my ex, I definitely got a text a few days later stating as much. Yeah, Absolutely. Often the person that you court cut with will have almost an extreme reaction because you have to realize they, they had gotten used to, and they don't have to be conscious of it, they've gotten used to being able to pull that energy from you in that sense, and uh, you, you're clipping it. And it does work, but the person often will have an extreme reaction because they don't know really what necessarily to do. But on the good side for you, you'll get a lot of energy back for yourself creatively, emotionally, spiritually, that you were giving out. Now, again, for me, when I when I work with people, you know, I do very purposely court in where I was really first someone. But uh, you know, anyone who's ever been in a session in, in knows, like, I have this little ritual that I do where I kind of light a, a little candle uh, when we start, and then when we finish and they get ready to leave, I blow the candle out and. I basically just send all their energy back with them. I don't carry it. There's no benefit in that anyway. I do this session for an hour, you know, 40 minutes, 70 minutes, hour and a half, whatever we session time we decide, and I send it back with them. Even if it was good and positive, uh, it's no reason for me to carry it further. 
And that was a mistake that I had made in the beginning. I did not know how to how to get rid of that, how to not do that. Um, and it, it, it did kind of cost me sometimes. I would find myself very uncomfortable. Uh, a number of years ago, I had a woman who came in to uh, for a session, and she she believes that I, I'm talking about cuckoo birds. Of course, most people are, are not this cuckoo, but she had come in and uh, she believes she was being molested and raped by spirits, even in her sleep. And it wasn't really necessary questioning this. You know, interestingly, uh, she had been abused, you know, repeatedly by different different relationships, even as a child. So she definitely had some some really some some painful stuff in her past. But she believed that um, she was, uh, you know, being molested by spirits. Now, is that possible? Yeah, to some extent it is. I mean, there are some really cruddy energies that hang out on the lower astral plane that people will connect with sometimes. Uh, if you're in a healthy space, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, things like that can't get near you guys. They just can't, you know, but she was in a really dark place and she believed, you know, had this going on. And I had suggested some decording for her. Uh, honestly, I doubt that she listened. She really was almost sort of fascinated by the attack at some level. But um, I did. I had a tough time when she left. That was, uh, I, I had to go through a little bit more of a cleansing process because it was such difficult energy connected with her that it was a little harder to work with. So I don't run across that very, very often. But, um, again, that was what she uh, she had experienced. Uh, and, and even uh, many years ago, a, a, a client of mine sent her boyfriend to see me, and he uh, was really heavy in, involved in, in things like crack and meth, and that was another type of really energy that was a little difficult to swim through, because when you're into those kind of drugs, I'll have to do the drug show at some point, um, these again can attach to some really kind of lower astral energy and, and difficult kind of stuff that can kind of get in our space, because these are the type of drugs and things that are, are really shitty, guys. You know, I always say this to people, you know, if you have a drink once in a while, you know, if you do a mushroom trip or something, you know, or you smoke a joint or something, honestly, really, guys, there's, there's minimal uh, amount of really detriment, unless you do it too much. But once in a while, it's not really going to hurt you. These are natural things. I think it's naturally grown. The body knows what to do with, but these other types of drugs tend to really bring in some really bad energy for us. And um, I recently worked with a, a rebirther, and she had talked about how, you know, clearing the drugs that had come in early for us, even as children, but that we use later on. Okay. Well, uh, I'm at the end of the show already, only two minutes to go. So, uh, okay, let me uh, let me mention this again uh, to you guys. I will be back again next week. We'll be doing the astrology show. Uh, this is, um, we're going to talk next week about Saturn's move into Scorpio. Really good information to get. We're going to talk, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about not only personally, but um, also, uh, you know, in terms of society, because it, it, Saturn changes signs about every two and a half years. So it's kind of big when this happens, going October 1st. We'll be back next week to do that. We'll also have some more time for some more personal calls. If people want to call in and ask quick questions, we'll be able to take those as well. Uh, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, email me at at yahoo.com. I'll add you to the free monthly mailing list. Just get a little discount on sessions through the mailer. Uh, certainly, you can friend me on Facebook as well. I do a lot of posts there. And uh, and uh, for the rest of August, uh, anyone uh, who wants to have their astrology chart done and interpreted, 20 bucks off my normal prices. 
go to my website at jimventura.com to get some info about that. And then you can contact me by phone or by email and set up an appointment for that. Uh, that will be going on through the rest of August of 2012. So, okay, it looks like we're down to our last minute here. So, uh, again, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jimmy Fox, as always, for your good input. Um, thank you for everyone who joined me live. Of course, if you're catching me on the archives, uh, like a lot of people do. In fact, the last show that I did, this is really scary, the last show that I did is up to 1,800 listens on the archives. I don't even know how that happened. Uh, the most shows, I've, the most archive shows I've ever had listened to were like 600 or so. Um but this one's at 1858 or something. It was a show about my last astrology show a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Uh, <laughs> again, I don't know what happened. Uh, but anyway, it, it's good stuff. I'm glad people like the astrology shows. So, uh, again, this is Jim Ventura. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining me today here on Snake Oil Radio. Again, I will be back next week. We talked a bit about healing modalities. Certainly look into the ones I talked about. You may have some of your own. But it is good to clear your energy for, uh, every once in a while. So, Consider that a wise thing to do. All right, people, have a uh, have a great afternoon, evening, depending on where you are, and I'll be back again next week. Cheers.